I mean, I think we're just gonna talk. <laughs> ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talk and delicately curated long-form discussion of the international love of Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley. Hello. Jasmine. Howdy. And me, Jake. And boy, are we excited to be recording. It's It's been a hot minute sure. for us. Very okay. excited. <laughs> Sounds like a solid two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> you obviously didn't hear my tone of voice then. I was solid one out of three. Okay, okay. I'm excited to be recording. (laughs) I've got a long, this is a long weekend. I got a lot of tasks I need to accomplish. Yeah. And I'm I'm a little frazzled. I see. Other than that, I'm doing great. This week kind of sucked. insanely popular game Among Us, and you have all those tasks to complete or you die. And someone's trying to kill me while I'm doing all these tasks. Wow. Just like that, right? That's what my life is right now. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Thank you. I don't care enough to really follow up on it and ask any questions. Thank you. But, uh, you know, thinking of you. <laughs> Keeping you my thoughts. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. Keeping you right there. Little thought pocket for Riley. Um, so Thought pocket. Thought pocket. <laughs> thought pocket. <laughs> that feels like it should be a thing if it isn't already. It should be a thing. Well, it is now, baby. Now, listeners at home aren't going to be able to see this, but there's actually a special guest today, and it's Finn. Oh, there he is. There's wow. little Finn there. You have a My toy. Finn action figure is here, just chilling. He's got a really cool look on his face. Got little blasters like this. It's great. Wow. And he's here because, obviously, we're talking about something to block. Dang it. I thought I could... Attack. Attack the block. Attack the block. Oh, well, that would have been the joke. Just in your head, imagine that I... It would have been a great joke if you had done it. uh, Two take Jake. And he's here because we're talking about attack the block. block. I think it might be attack of the block. That's what I just said. Episode two, attack of the block. Dang it. I don't know what's going on. Take three. What's going on? That was his first, like, big movie that put him on the map. That's right. called attack the block. Yeah. That that put uh, John Boyega on the map. Speaking of John Boyega, that's kind yeah. of, in, in some ways, I think the inspiration for this week's episode. John Boyega gave an interview to GQ, kind of talking about his very mixed experience working on the Star Wars movies. And I think what everybody can agree on when it comes to Finn is that his character was underutilized and could have been a lot more uh, than what he was. So I, I think... Today, I just wanted to just talk about our old buddy, mm-hmm. FN2187, for short, yeah. and talk about what we like about his character arc, what like kind of what defines his character, and maybe for our selfish purposes, try to figure out what would be exciting for Finn in our episode nine that we're writing. I just want to make sure we don't take away from anything he said in that interview or try to make anything. I don't want to look at it in uh, with rose-colored glasses and like 
Ooh, rose tico colored glasses. Rose tico colored glasses. Yes, rose tico colored glasses. Um, <laughs> um, and I just, I don't know. I just really want to not take away from anything he said about his experience because I know there's a couple things like we totally big la- big last Jedi fans over here. Lo- lo- we all love the movie oh, yeah. over here, but he, but he also has a lot of issues with how Finn was portrayed in that movie, and there's yeah. some things we don't like as well. Some things we do like, but yeah, right. like all all of his concerns are super super valid and they need to come out and they needed to be said and totally want to make sure we're not stepping on any of that no that's yeah, a I really think, good call yeah yeah i think we're all um we, we've been talking about this behind the scenes just in our private lives <laughs> privately <laughs> we've, we've been, been talking discussing about these this privately if you've listened to our show for more than the five minutes we've been talking now, you will you will know that we are huge Last Jedi fans, but we all recognize that that movie might not do right by Finn. So that's partly what we're yeah. going to talk about today. And yeah, I mean, if you haven't read the interview, it's great front to back. And one of the things that's been just awesome about John Boyega, like the minute after they released rise of skywalker in theaters is that she just doesn't care anymore and he's just super yeah. open and honest and just seem- seemingly the best i really like john yeah. boyega him, it seems like him and oscar isaac both whether they were told or whether they decided on their own they said like this is the last star wars we're ever do- we're ever doing oscar isaac <laughs> also said like like people have said, like, would you ever want to come back and reprise your role? And he's like, no, no, I never want to play this character again. <laughs> so they're they're both very, uh, very open to saying whatever they want, which and they've both says, said some great things. Yeah, which that just says so much about Disney, and it just makes you really sad because where we had, you know, we had Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and uh, Harrison Ford, they all came back. Maybe two out of three of them loved their characters and, you know, really felt attached to them and wanted to bring those characters back to life. So it's it's really sad to just see how these new characters who a lot of people really love and relate to were mishandled. And now they're just not going to really have much of a future outside of um, like books or games or anything like that. They might be voiced by new people if they want to use the new characters. And that's just... That's absolutely no fault of the actors who played them. That's all on Disney. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I was thinking about that because I think if you would have asked, like, Ewan McGregor or Samuel L. Jackson after they finished Revenge of the Sith, like, hey, you want to go through the ringer again on Star Wars? They'd be like, no, mm-hmm. no way. And, like, there's just been drama since day one. We didn't have a great mm-hmm. time shooting. But you give it, you know... 10, 15 years, and there's, like, different yeah. creatives involved, and maybe the story is more centered around your character, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'd do that again. I feel, I feel like Ewan McGregor might be a little bit, bit of an outlier. I don't think it was a great experience working on the prequels. Um, he did seem to have a good time. But I think but he, he really liked... Like, yeah, he had, like, no bad press. That's yeah. true. Like, but <laughs> he was, he was the one thing like, everyone says was great about the prequels. <laughs> I think what's different about these movies is that like everybody agrees that the cast is great. Like everybody really likes all the core characters, and it, the the controversy seems to be around like particularly Finn and Rose. Like 
not really doing justice by their characters. For me, I think Poe... I mean, maybe this is controversial, but I always just kind of liked him as a fairly straightforward, brash pilot. And I really liked his arc in The Last Jedi. But when I think about, like, Han Solo, which is what I I think his character is probably most similar to, I mean, Han Solo didn't get a character arc after A New Hope, which is why Harrison Ford was kind of bummed out, I guess. But I don't know what I'm saying. Well, Poe is Poe is closer to a Lando Calrissian or like a Chewbacca than he is a Han Solo, in my opinion. That's true. Like, obviously, he has more to do than Chewbacca ever did. Um, but he is kind of like like Lando is. He's just a guy. He's a scoundrel. He's always going to be Lando. Suave. He's always you got a, a good one liner. Right, but like his his character. Yes, he decides to join the rebellion, but like. He's just he's just Lando. You don't need a whole lot from Lando. You need Lando to be there and be cool and and right. fly a ship and and that's all we really needed from Poe, uh, which is kind of what we got. It was kind of the the one. If I had to choose one thing that I didn't like about the Rise of Skywalker, a great movie. <laughs> yeah, one thing because you love. If I only else. had to choose one, one thing, thing. Poe's Poe's backstory was just kind of weird and unnecessary in that. Not out necessarily. It was just out of nowhere, and it's like yeah. not even like if they wanted him to have an old friend, that's fine. But to make this weird controversy over the fact that he used to run Spice, it just felt like we don't really need this. But Me, anyway, that's unrelated. Though. Rise of Skywalker, just nodding like yes, <laughs> it was bad. I I didn't enjoy that little twist for the character. Um, it's just you didn't need it. Hey, I don't need a lot of things. I don't need Fritos, but I'm going to eat some. I haven't had Fritos oh in like 10 years. I don't even know why that was the first thing that came <laughs> in my head. It's just a I weird miss thing them. to pull, then. I miss yeah. Fritos. Subconsciously, you miss Fritos. That's right. Wow. Well, listen. Let's actually talk about Finn. Yeah. Uh, he's a good boy. W- number one, he's a good boy. <laughs> no. Good boy. Uh, I think let's talk about things that we like about his character, like things that were done right by his character in the movies. I think Force Awakens, it seems like everybody had a really good experience working on that movie. And it's kind of the sequels to the sequel (laughs) that they didn't necessarily love. Because I think that Finn was actually handled pretty well in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Got one of the coolest character introductions yeah. in the whole saga, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like, I, I think up until the beginning of The Last Jedi, like, one of my favorite things about Finn is his friendship with Rey, which I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on in the second half of The Last Jedi and in The Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker. Um, but my, my favorite Finn moment is probably in the last Jedi when he first wakes up and Poe's like, you probably have a million questions and he goes, where's Ray? And that to me is like where that's what they, that's the lesson they should have taken from the first two or from the force awakens that like Finn and Ray should have been like their, their relationship is built on this very quickly formed friendship from the force awakens and like you know han and and luke become friends eventually 
and mm-hmm. Luke and Leia become friends and then siblings and like they all become friends, but their introductions are a little more um, uh, confrontational in nature. Just, you know, they it's and it's it's a fun confrontational. It's not like they hate each other, but there's a lot of back right. and forth banter and they don't really like each other in the beginning. I like that very quickly Finn and Ray become friends like on Jakku and then for the rest of the movie after she hits friends. him in the face well, and BB-8 yes, zaps like, him. You have you have that very brief confrontation, but then yeah, like they're trying cool. to hold hands while they're like running away. Like they very right. quickly get over that. And I and I like that that's that was um but but then the problem is the movies kind of devolve into Finn just following Ray around and trying to get her attention while she's focused elsewhere. So I, yeah. it would have been nice. I, I almost wish that Ray Ray's arc changed a little bit in in regards to Finn. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, guys, I I would agree that I think one thing that John Boyega expressed in that. I didn't necessarily feel while watching The Last Jedi, but I definitely felt while watching Rise of Skywalker was that his character arc was so based around his relationship to Rey. Right. And, like, ostensibly his arc in Last Jedi is that he he only cares about Rey, and the only reason why he's leaving is to get the beacon far enough away so that Rey isn't destroyed and and all that um and then he comes to actually join the resistance in uh in spirit and mind (laughs) it becomes it the relationship becomes a little too one-sided uh yeah yeah. and that's and that's where all the memes come from like people with him just screaming yeah people like still make fun of john boyega for like the only thing his character did was scream ray and it's like yeah that's kind of what happened in the end (laughs) yeah when, like, when I don't think that's then, necessarily what was built in The Force Awakens, that's just what even ended then, up happening. That's not, that's not at the fault of Finn. If anything, it's Rey you should be the one right. that you're mad at. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm going like, to say, yeah. one-sided. Rey, I think, in The Rise of Skywalker, like, she's kind of constantly running away from the healthy relationship that she has with yeah. Finn. Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah. calling after her to be like, yo, maybe don't go towards the Death Star and maybe don't start hanging out with Kylo. and Maybe have I, a conversation think, with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's a way to do that in a way that's not just him literally screaming the word Ray. Because, yeah. like, the one moment that they get together in Rise of Skywalker, I mean, I guess they have more than one, but, like, when things slow down a little bit after the Pisana stuff and he, they actually have a little conversation and Ray's really freaked out about what she did and Finn is trying not to say that he understands because there's a little bit of force stuff there. Like that stuff is good when they have kind of like an understanding of each other's pasts and like past trauma and how that's defined them. Yeah. The problem is then uh, she, she's like, you wouldn't understand. It's something I have to do. And she starts running away again. Yeah. Yeah. And leaves him behind to go chase after Kylo yet again. Yeah. that's definitely a problem with I think the way Ray is written over Finn. I agree. Which it's writing it's you know, they're they're writing the friendship as a whole. So I just don't think that's a a good friendship or relationship that you should be showing on screen, I guess. I don't know. 
and it unfortunately starts in the last Jedi, I think, which is which is the problem. In the last Jedi, I, I love them. It's my it's still my favorite Star Wars movie. Um, but Ryan Johnson was clearly interested in Kylo Ren and Ray and Kylo's relationship, not even like a romantic relationship, but their their relationship with each other and with the force. And that was his priority in that movie, um, which, you know, I love the movie, but John Boyega is totally right. That's that that movie doesn't do right by him, really. Yeah. I, like when what he talked about was that, like, they're so easily able to find the nuance in Adam Driver his character yeah. and, and Daisy Ridley's character. But for some reason, all of the characters who happen to be people of color, they can't seem to find the nuance there. And like with Finn, it would seemingly be so easy to like yeah. the, an ex stormtrooper who is dealing with the trauma of like, they even say in the force awakens, like they're conditioned for birth, which is like a nice little nugget connecting it with the Jedi order who did the same thing. And mm-hmm. you know, he, very quickly on, like he, he like kills stormtroopers to escape from the like star destroyer that he's on. Seems like there's a lot of nuance that you could mine from that, but it's weirdly, it, it's really weirdly handled in the Last Jedi. And one cut that I absolutely agree with because I, I think we all have mixed feelings on the deleted scenes in that movie. One deleted scene I, I agree with cutting wholeheartedly is like the Tom Hardy scene where like they're on an elevator. Oh yeah. And uh for some reason Tom Hardy is a stormtrooper doing a southern accent. He's like, FN two one eight seven. And you're like, Oh, this is gonna be really intense. And he's like, Hey man, how's it going? And it's just like a big joke. <laughs> which yeah. is like, why are we treating this like a joke? But the scene that I think they should have kept is when he um, confronts the stormtroopers who are helping Phasma and almost kind of converts them in that moment and then Phasma just like shoots them all. That felt kind of like the one scene in the movie that actually acknowledged yeah. him as a potential hope for the, the stormtroopers and his past. Yeah. But, and, yeah. And, and it also... Um, there would be room for him to be a little freaked out because he's not that different than Phasma. Like when the opportunity arose and he, and and to save himself, he turned on his former friends just like Phasma. So it's like, Oh, that's also interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's, there's space for him to get these cool little moments and they just weren't, they just weren't done. So yeah, the, kind of lack of acknowledgement with the former stormtrooper stuff is, is interesting to talk about. Yeah. We started saying that we're going to talk about the good stuff and we've only been talking about a mix of both. I do want to say what I think is good about the last Jedi. I do think it's, it was valuable for Ryan Johnson to acknowledge the fact that like Finn's motivations in the force awakens weren't because he like agreed with the ideology of the resistance. He just definitely knew he had to get out of the first order. And I think yeah. that that's something worth exploring, but the way it was done to me was just kind of weirdly. It was weirdly one-sided. Like he helps out the resistance the entire time, regardless yeah. of his motivations. He's never really like tempted to betray the resistance. 
the the only temptation he has is stopped by Rose. Like he was gonna leave, right. go help Ray, and be done with it. He got stopped yeah. by Rose, and then as soon as he gets stopped by Rose, he they 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 figure out their plan for getting the First Order off their back, and then right. the rest of the movie he's on board helping the Resistance, and so it, it's just like it's a little bit of a. He gets that moment at the end, which is another great Finn moment where Phasma calls him scum and he says rebel scum. And oh, like good. that's a that's a that's a great moment for Finn, but it just I, yeah. It didn't really there was no journey to that moment. He just arrived at it. It feels like if earlier on there was like if that moment that uh DJ has where he's like uh-oh these guys produce ships for the bad guys and the good. It's all a machine. Don't join. I feel like if there was like some janitorial worker on the resistance base, it's like, you're good job. Get out of here. This is a bunch of bull crap. You know, it's all a machine. Like if that happened at the beginning and then he kind of had to wrestle yeah. with that thought through the movie, but instead it happens. He's pretty much immediately betrayed by DJ. And then he's like, oh yeah, it's good to actually believe in good things. And and there's really no yeah there's really no um, there's not even like the nuance of Rogue One where you have a character like Cassian who is on the right. right side but he's done some bad things like Finn never even runs into anybody like he's just like okay so the people on Canto Bite are bad because they're selling weapons to both sides. But that right. doesn't mean that the resistance has done anything bad. Like the resistance, and it's not like I want them to be shady and bad. But there's never yeah. any opportunity. There's never any moment where it's just like, oh, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe DJ's right. Maybe the resistance is bad. It's like no, they're clearly in the right the whole movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point. Can we do a quick Cassian corner? Oh man, I want to see that show, and we just haven't heard anything about that show Ooh. in five probably years. for. Thought- Reasons. I thought you said cat scene corner, cat-sian. and I thought you were going like, to well, show me your cats. We can very easily turn it into a cat scene <laughs> corner because they're just flopped over taking naps over there. Napsy in corner. No, I don't love that. No, um, that didn't, no. So I watched uh, some videos by that Lessons from the Screenplay YouTube channel. Um, and I watched, I, I had like, it comes up recommended every day of my life that like the fault in our star Wars video where it talks about force awakens versus rogue one and having like an active protagonist versus a passive protagonist, all that stuff. But they talk, he talks about the the fact that the entire um, sequence in rogue one, when they're on the planet that starts with a K and it's full of rain. Uh, Oh man. That movie came out four years ago. How am I, I supposed know. to remember it? I know. They're on the rainy Only planet. four years ago? In December, it'll be four years. Feels That's, like ten years ago. We're only two months away from it being We're approaching the decade anniversary of Rogue One. He kind of brought up the point that uh, it doesn't advance the story in Isn't any it? way or the characters. Yeah. But for me, I like I that... It. It's... I want to say like Kadu or something, but it's not that. Um, that's an animal on Naboo. That's right. <laughs> well, it's their home planet where it rains <laughs> all the time. Um, he brought up that that whole section didn't really 
advance anything plot-wise. And it reminded me of the complaints about Canto Bite because to me that whole section is really about Cassian and, like, is he going to pull the trigger just because he received orders or is he going to listen to his heart for once and do the morally correct thing? Edu. Edu. I had the You're do close. part. You are close, yeah. I threw a K in there for really no reason. <laughs> You're um, close, though. Anyway, yeah, so, listen, not every scene has to advance plot, that's all I'm saying. No, no, not every scene has to advance the plot, but but that is a, a good example of someone choosing to do or choosing to, to to do the right thing for the right reasons, I guess. I don't know. Because Finn yeah, always chooses yeah. to do the right thing, but we don't really explore his reasons very much. Yeah, like what if he used some kind of like shady first order tactics? at some point to like get information and Rose was like, Hey, yeah. whoa. Yeah, yeah. It works. But at what cost to your soul? Do we, do we have any, put um, that in the movie, <laughs> put that in the at movie. What put cost that in to your movie. soul. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's from like pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Davy Jones. has I, soul. I'm drinking um, the water and it's coming out of me bones. <laughs> What do we have any other Finn great Finn moments before well, we move on to fixing Finn? Because we're gonna ooh, fix is that him. the title? Fixing Finn. Yeah. Fixing Finn. Um, I mean, no one's going to agree with me at this particular podcast roundtable, but True. there are some moments that I really like in Rise of Skywalker. That was kind of Boo, like hiss. <laughs> Put in some, like, real big crowd boo sounds. <laughs> okay. um, when I first saw the movie, and it all happened so fast, now I have a little mm. bit of a different perspective on it, but my feeling was like, <laughs> oh, wow, Finn got a lot more to do. I'm not sure that's the case, but it felt right. to me like I did like that it acknowledged his past more. I like that he connected with this other battalion of stormtroopers where something similar happened. And I really like that speech he gives where he felt like, the force was what caused him to it drew him to Ray. It, it, it led him here and Hey, the force is good or something. I guess it's not a good scene, but I, <laughs> I like Finn. I like honestly, one of the, my favorite images in all of star Wars is him leading a charge of space horses on a star destroyer. It's just cool. <laughs> Can we, we haven't talked about the biggest, uh, the the biggest and coolest thing about the character of Finn, Ooh. which is he's played by John Boyega, who is an <laughs> extremely charming dude. And like, yes. I, when I think of Finn, I think of The Force Awakens, and I think of how incredible he is in that movie in just like little moments. Like, I love yeah the whole mm-hmm. you got a girl or got a boyfriend, got a cute boyfriend, boyfriend moment. Cute boyfriend. His his back and forth with BB-8 throughout the whole movie yeah. is um, his trying to um, play Han Solo and Han seeing like directly through it immediately. Like yes. there are so many moments in that movie that are just purely John Boyega bringing his particular charm to the character of Finn, and that's the kind of stuff that you that you lose in the Last Jedi and because like. When I think of The Last Jedi, I don't think of that many moments like that where he gets to be charming. He gets Batman, some things yeah. to do, but he's never 
he's never that way after the force awakens the one scene where he's like that oh sorry go ahead jasmine no i was just gonna say i think overall it's it was probably one of the biggest mistakes to sideline finn yeah in the next two movies like i agree we could have had such a such a great story of light versus dark. And we did get a good story of what happens when light and dark intermingle and you have to find your way through it. But we could have also had a really, really good friend story. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I was going to say it's probably my favorite Finn moment in The Last Jedi. And it's the moment where he gets to really play up his charisma is when he first meets rose and he's escaping and he's just trying to brush her off but he's also (laughs) very flattered that she's like oh you're a real hero you're the finn he goes the finn Finn. and (laughs) she's like recounting this story about like my sister said rose those guys were real heroes and he goes you know just and then he says (laughs) and force be with you and like puts his hand on his hips so good she's like oh wow it's so he's good. so funny in that scene. He's so good. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. He doesn't get a ton of that throughout the rest of the movie. But man, yeah. I, I watched the movie the other day and the fight between him and Phasma is really good. That just like yeah. wind up jump in the air shot with the arm almost, electric baton. Almost as if it would have been very cool to see him do things like that with a lightsaber. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. That was that was one of the big things um we've been talking about of how to fix the character of Finn. And just make him a Jedi too. It, and that was one of the things that has been talked about a lot since this article came out is the bait and switch of the Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, if you look mm-hmm. at any of the posters and any of the promotional material for the Force Awakens, Finn always has a blue lightsaber. You didn't yeah. see an ounce of Ray. It was always Finn. Like That's you saw true. Ray, you, Ray like got one poster, but you were like, "Who is this girl?" Like, and she's she always got be the that side stick. character. Yeah. Yes, they made Finn look like he was going to be the main character, and then to just sideline him like that is such a slap in the face. Yeah, I was I was thinking like rewatching The Force Awakens recently. I mean, Finn and Ray are absolutely co protagonists. They both yes. get an equal amount of nuanced introduction. They're they're mm-hmm. connected even in the cross cuts between like Finn puts on his mask, cuts you a close up of Ray's yeah. mask. They both have actually... this awakening on Jakku. They both have yeah. to escape Jakku. They both have ostensibly created their own names because there's that like cool bit of trivia where the like helmet that Ray wears on Jakku in Arabesh says Ray, and it kind of implies that maybe Ray's not a real name. There's just like all of these really cool connections. But, but Jake, Jake, what's her what's her last name though? Oh, because that's that's all I care about. Solana, <laughs> according to the Trevor tra- I was thinking about that on the way home, and I was like, "What a dumb idea to make to even bother with giving her a last name, as if it would matter at yeah. all." Yeah, you mean the Trevor script that actually was better than the Rise of Skywalker? It is good. I, I it is, but like this, there's so many there silly things, things like that. It. Yeah. There's things like that where I'm just like, oh, I yeah. wouldn't have liked that either. <laughs> yeah. Uh but no, you're you're totally right as as far they're like they're they are both the co-leads of The Force Awakens. And then it kind of turns into 
Ray and Kylo being co-leads in the next two movies. When you like when you Rise yeah. of Skywalker starts with Kylo, like and it's his it's as much his movie as anyone else. Like it's weird. Darth Vader isn't a co-lead in Empire. No. No. And, he definitely like has yeah. more than he did in A New Hope, but yeah, yeah you're right. but he's, he's not, not like the lead. another main character. You you rarely see Correct me if I'm wrong, but in any of the movies, you rarely see any scenes of just Vader doing something. No. Um, It's usually like... In Empire, yeah. But it's just him talking with his guys and being mad at them. It's him, or it's for um, expositional stuff, like when he's talking with Palpatine, and when he's talking with the other people. Like, that's that's when you get Vader by himself. But like you never just like see Vader chilling in his room for no reason. <laughs> I want to be clear. Like I think that the force bond between Ray and Kylo is probably the coolest thing that happens in the whole trilogy. I think it's and cool. I love and, it. and it's I do a lot of people enjoy seeing like the the uh, story, the progression of Kylo's character through the movies, and yeah, that's that's totally fine. But like. Imagine how much stronger these characters would have felt like connected to each other if instead of exploring Kylo's struggle with the dark and stuff, maybe we've focused on Finn's struggle with his selfish tendencies and all of these things that we could have watched him and Ray fight, like not fight actually physically, but you know, like work through and stuff like feel like that i think that would have been such a more solid foundation for a trilogy of of heroes like this the hero group that we could have had i think there's yeah. an easy way to fix it and this is something that i so disagreed with when the last Jedi first came out and i was just i felt the need to defend it online all the time because everyone was like why didn't finn and poe just be the ones to go down to canto bite and Ryan Johnson said, like, well, that, you know, they would, they're already kind of friends. They would just be agreeing the whole time. There wouldn't really be any tension. And I, now I feel like, and I love Rose and I love Kelly Marie Tran, but I think if you did want to have Ray, Kylo, and Finn in equal measure, you have Poe come up with this plan. They both leave because they think it's the right thing to do. Poe would still get his arc of thinking he was right, it blowing up in his face and feeling horrible about it and realizing he needs to grow up. But he also would still be the angel on Finn's shoulder saying, no, 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 the resistance is something worth believing in. Canto Bite sucks. Maybe Poe grew up poor on a, you know, crappy planet. He wants to put his fist through this lousy, beautiful town. (laughs) I think, like, in hindsight... It could have worked better if it was just simplified that much more. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. I the I like Rose a lot too in the last chapter. It's hard to just like, say, yeah, you just get rid of Rose. Yeah, you don't you don't wanna like you don't wanna talk about someone else's struggles going through this process while also negating someone else who also had s- huge troubles going through all of this like no 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 yeah. my my suggestion is to erase another person of color i think my idea is great <laughs> well the, it, but the problem is that's kind of what happened in the rise of skywalker as well no, it's anyway true. 
So it's just like, well, yeah, maybe with, with maybe the we way shouldn't things have started out, this if we're not going to finish it. Yeah, with the way things worked out, maybe it would have been better if she had a smaller role in the Last Jedi. I think that's what I'm thinking. Like hindsight, if things had to play out the way they did, I guess that's what that's what you'd do. But yeah, like you ever I think about how Rose was the greatest gift that Ryan Johnson ever gave to J.J. Abrams. <laughs> I do, I do buy. I mean, if the novelization is true to whatever the original script was, Rose did get a lot more to do. Yeah, on the resistance base, but I don't know. Whatever, <laughs> it was. It still separated her from the main group. Yeah. Um, here's another thing. Like, I've been rewatching The Force Awakens and Last Jedi a lot, just because I want to kind of have that stuff in my head for this fan fiction episode nine that we're writing. But when you like look at the hero's journey, Finn and Rey follow the exact hero's journey and they hit all the exact same beats like in the exact same time cross cut between each other like their call to action both happens at more or less the same time we're both introduced to them in masks kind of unsure of who they are they both refuse the call to action on Takadana, both running away literally and then kind of returning on Starkiller base and then they both have the climactic lightsaber fight with Kylo. Like, they both go through almost the same exact beats. So it's that much weirder that they were already separated by the end of the movie. But mm-hmm. it's just weird that, yeah, when they reconnected, it wasn't more of a big deal. Yeah. They get a hug. <laughs> Sequels and then, suck. And then the movies. <laughs> yeah. In, in Hi. Honestly. <laughs> hello. Honestly, I think that you can you can fix a lot of this without ruining anything else. Like you just give more you give Finn more to do. You make him no no like weird, you know, subtext. You make him a force sensitive character and yeah. you build mm-hmm. on that. And that's how you build him and and Ray's relationship more is because they're both struggling with this awakening and and it's just, it's a shame that, like, it got relegated to, oh, we're sinking in a bean field, and <laughs> I need to tell you something real quick, which half the audience thought was him telling her that he loves her. So it's just yeah. like, they never made it explicitly yeah. clear, uh, and what they should have done is start The Last Jedi with him waking up and and building his relationship in the Force. Are they going to say building a lightsaber? <laughs> And building a lightsaber. I mean, just waking up and being like, oh. And builds a lightsaber. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. just, that's that's how you make this character have something to do is, you know. Jedi is plural. Catsy and oh, corner, cat. guys. Catsy and corner. Urso Katsy saying hi. <laughs> there's a cat in the background for those listening. Who, for those who aren't on this Discord call with <laughs> Yeah, for those who aren't. <laughs> Looking at the thing that we're not letting you look at. <laughs> There's a really cute cat. Christine is holding Urso. Our cat. Named, named after. Not, not Jen Urso. Yeah. I was trying to think of something other than Jen Urso to make <laughs> yeah. a joke yeah, about no. it. I couldn't think of anything else. Because we were like, oh, how old is she? About a year or so. And then we're like, oh, that's a perfect name. <laughs> that's a perfect name. <laughs> Full stop. Yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, make him yeah. a Jedi. 
Nickman Jedi. I, I, that is kind of the one thing that nobody seems to disagree about in Rise of Skywalker. It's like, yeah, that was a good call, giving him a he little He looks something. really cool with all of the... Uh, in all the Force Awakens posters with a lightsaber. <laughs> Just let him do that in yeah. a movie. <laughs> Just let him do that. I will say it is, I, I think, I mean, in hindsight, you're absolutely right, Riley, that like it's notable that he seems to hear the cries of people on yeah. the Hosnian Prime or whatever. Like he does yeah. turn up and it seems to be like he hears people screaming out yeah. in pain. Calling back and, to a new hope. The no, it's definitely line. been a theme all through all three movies. It's just for some reason it just they didn't make it a main theme. Yeah, it always stays just, subtle. Yeah, yeah, subtle, subtitle, sub subtle. It's just. And I wish it was the opposite of subtle, which is a word. Overt. Overt. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about that. I was going to say extreme, but I don't know if that's quite right. <laughs> extreme. So what, hypothetically, if we were going to uh, write episode nine, I mean, we've talked about this on our rewriting episode nine episodes, but now that like I'm in the middle of writing the script and everything, it's Humble it's brag. hard to, and I'm also more like, aware of not making him so reliant on Ray, like making sure that he has an individual arc. Yeah. Um, how do you do that? How do you write a good scre- screenplay guys? <laughs> I don't know. Ask Chris Terrio. Hey, Chris, Just kidding. Oscar winner, Chris Terrio. How'd you do that? Good of a job. <laughs> Ask Oscar winner, Jim Rash from community. <laughs> he is an Oscar winner. I know. That would also be a weird pick for episode nine. And I love Jim Rash, but if they were like Jim Rash uh, to write just, episode nine, I I'd be like, like, I don't know. When I when I think of people that it's weird they have an Oscar, like the Dean from Community is number one on my list. Yeah. I don't know why he popped in my head. And then Ben Affleck. It's weird. Then Ben Affleck, yes. Also weird. Yeah. For screenwriting. <laughs> That's why him or and Terry town, are such right? good buds. They're like, can you believe that we both got an Academy Awards for screenwriting? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, how do you portray like a friendship and like kind of portray that like Ray and Finn are they're friends. They 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 do rely on each other and they trust each other, but also make sure that their arcs are like distinctive. Just off the top um, of your head, you know, not a particularly deep question. Well, I, I think if I think if they're both um, struggling with their relationship to the Force, I think that gives a lot of opportunity yeah. for them to talk. You know, because it's it's not like um, you learn the Force, even though literally they do have guidebooks, but it's not like you follow a lesson. <laughs> I've got plan. it on my shelf. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes, at least something that was in Legends, sometimes you learn things in weird orders. Sometimes one person is better at one aspect of the Force than the other. So it's just, like, even though Rey is more experienced at this point, 
Like that doesn't mean yeah. that there is something that she's struggling with that Finn like picks up really quickly. So yeah. I think if they were both on this journey to become Jedi or something resembling Jedi, then that right. would give opportunity for them to be like, maybe he's really good at, uh, you know, lifting rocks or something like she has struggled with. You know what I mean? Like there, that would give opportunity for them to rely on each other and not have it just be a one way thing. Yeah, I was gonna. Were you gonna say something, Jasmine? Nope, I was just. There was like a big. There's just a big dramatic pull up of the microphone and then (laughs) silence. Yeah, got something to say, (laughs) and then just nothing happened. Um, I hated that idea. (laughs) Because like right now, um, I do have a scene. Because one of the scenes we talked about is like after their kind of opening mission. There's a bit of a like party at the resistance base after we're kind of celebrating and ray comes across finn who now has kind of a battalion of ex stormtroopers he kind of gives a little speech and from the context of his speech he kind of picks up like hmm this sounds forcey to me i don't know <laughs> um i have a little bit because i i don't know the it's just so easy to make him romantic interest because they just have so much chemistry which I have is them not kind of, terrible but yeah like yeah, and they have a direction. They kind of bond over the fact that they don't really know how to have fun. Like they both grew up in environments where it's not like you would just go to a party or dance. So they did feel kind of like out of place in a situation like that. And then later, like there's a scene where they're on a mission and like Ray does a mind trick. And at this point, it's kind of understood between the two of them that like. Finn has a force connection, but they just haven't really had time to address it. And Finn asks, like, hey, that's kind of messed up, right? Like, messing around with someone's head. What's the difference between what you just did and how I was raised as a child soldier? Ooh! (laughs) Writing that down. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, like, he he was literally mind-tricked his whole childhood. That's a really... Without the force. Mm -hmm. Chris Terrio, give us a call next time you're working on something. <laughs> yeah, really, we got this. Um, we got little little nuggets. Yeah, so there's a there's that little bit, and you know, I did like the line in Rise of Skywalker. It's just kind of a joke. Like, does she do that to us? So he asked, like, do you ever do that to us? And she's like, no, of course not. And so he's like, so why do you do it? Like, why do Jedi do that? Yeah, and she doesn't really have a good answer for him. Like, I, it works. I don't know. Um. The kind of pull that I have going between the three of them is like Ray is conflicted. She, her master was Luke, who was like a Jedi skeptic and felt like there were issues with the Jedi. And she tried to be the optimist, but then also ultimately failed like he did at the end of The Last Jedi. So she's a little conflicted. Finn is more of an optimist because now he's kind of in Ray's place of being like, Ah, the Force is great. What are you talking about? (laughs) And then Kylo is like, yeah, no, the Force definitely does suck, and the Jedi suck, and the Sith suck, and so let's just all have a a dark party, a dark side party together. So they all all three kind of have different perspectives. One thing I I think you could also, I like all that, Um, something you could also explore is the fact that Finn is not 
an angry person despite yeah. his life like do we ever see finn get angry just when he's screaming like, ray he gets like he gets exasperated and um but like i just feel like ray we see ray get angry lots yeah. of times ray in, loses in her temper all three a lot. movies yeah, and, absolutely. But that's something that he doesn't struggle with. So there's another thing that maybe he has an easier time with, like, being a Jedi and controlling the Force because he doesn't lose his cool like, yeah. like Rey does. Well, he has a pool to the light, whereas she kind of has a little bit of a pool to the dark. Yeah. See, that's kind of interesting because, you know, I was I did kind of like the idea of, like, a dyad, like these incredibly powerful force users, one really strong in the dark, one's really strong in the light. But I I feel like I like the idea of that pairing existing, but it's like but it's Ray and Finn. And yeah. they're both technically on the side of good, but it's just it's your classic new Jedi Order series. Kipped her on mean, and Luke Skywalker. Basically, it, we're just saying the whole trilogy would have been better if you just took Kylo's character and just made it Finn. Basically, make it Finn. Kylo's arc and just make it Finn. Yeah, there's I, no I, reason to give you. Basically, gave Kylo Finn's arc. It should have been Finn's arc. Kind of true, a little bit. I think that we've got some good ideas. I, another thing I I do think is good about Finn is that he he does seem to inspire people. A good manager doesn't yeah. fire people; he inspires. And uh, <laughs> he's a, no, he is a good leader. He's good yeah. at taking charge. He's good at acting like he knows what to do. Yeah, like in the Force Awakens, he's literally like, "Yeah, I know how to do all this." And they get yeah. there, and he's like, "No, I have no idea what I'm doing," but <laughs> but they sure bought it. So yeah, like he's good at things like that. That's true. Pro- projecting confidence, even if he's not feeling it. He also, like, he's different from Poe in the fact that, like, Poe projects confidence, but also always thinks he's right. Finn he projects confidence, yeah. but he doesn't. He knows he's wrong. <laughs> he's just like, yes. he knows <laughs> yeah. he's lying. Uh-huh. <laughs> I tell oh, you what, Finn's I like good. these characters. Yeah. I think that, I think back on all this stuff, and... I think I think of the prequels. Never heard of them. No. There's all this. No, <laughs> me neither. Like, I think of Qui Gon as being a character with a relative amount of depth. Like he's a guy who, like, he he's clearly a Jedi, but he doesn't agree with the Jedi Order and all this stuff. But that, like, almost none of that's in the movie. Like, there's very little <laughs> actual character for Qui Gon, but he still is. I don't know. Like everybody that grew up with that character has in their head a vision of him that's kind of different from what's actually on screen. I think that'll happen with these characters yeah. for like the kids who grew up with these movies. Yeah. What is like? I'm just sitting here thinking, what is the future for Finn? Because I feel yeah. like the way the Rise of Skywalker came out and the reaction to it. And it's it's definitely the most, I wouldn't say, like, controversial because The Last Jedi was the mo- most controversial. But it is definitely the most disliked by all yeah. sides of the of the new yeah. movies. Not as many passionate um, defenders. Mm-mm. Right. Which I would also say is true of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But then after Return of the Jedi, 
um, like Luke and Han and Leia continued in books and all the way up until like what 2000 I mean they're still writing books about them but like that core right. group doing things in the universe continued to like the mid 2000s mm-hmm. and I just don't see that happening with this new group after after hmm. the rise of Skywalker like I can you imagine Ray and Finn in a book knit. no yeah but I, I just think like Disney in general isn't going to write isn't going to say hey let's have a book yeah. where where Ray and Finn confront this new enemy in the galaxy like I don't think, I think it's going to happen I think you're wrong. You think that's going to happen? Yeah, I think it will. Because if it happens in books, whatever. But, I mean, what? The Thrawn trilogy started in, like, 1991. Started, Mm -hmm. like, a solid decade after Return of the Jedi came out. Like, there were books. But the Thrawn trilogy is what people really think of as, like, oh, that was the start of the good stuff. And I think around that time, you know, 10 years after Return of the Jedi... There's a bit of an itch for some Star Wars. There's there's a bit of nostalgia. I think you have to let it die down, and they have to do other stuff. But I think in 10 years that they announce, like, oh, crap, we're going to basically make episode 10 in book form, kind of like how Thrawn was episode 7. Yeah, I think people yeah. would be really excited, and it would be cool. And yeah. I think that, you know, they didn't, like, totally wrap up everyone's... It would be very similar. It would be like... <laughs> it would like be okay. What's the Jedi Order look like now? And what's the? I mean, we could have just you know um, another Thrawn trilogy to be ace. We don't know where Thrawn is. Just have him True. zap in to you <laughs> know from you, hyperspace. Have I told you guys my Thrawn theory? This Let's is unrelated it. to Finn, but can I just throw this out here? What I think is going to happen in Mandalorian season two? Oh. So what? what they did with the first season is they threw us for a big loop. Like we knew things going in and episode one, they throw you for a big loop and go, actually, here's the child. The show is going to be a lot about him. This show is not what you're expecting. Yeah. I don't think after the way they, they contained that information, I don't think that Rosario Dawson is going to be playing Ahsoka. Mm. I just and and if she is, I think that's not going to be the big twist because that's not a twist. People have been talking about it since season right. one. I think the show is going to surprise us by having maybe Ahsoka, but also Ezra. And I think Thrawn is going to come back. This is this is not like I have no basis on any of this, but like throwing us for a loop would would not be having an Ahsoka in this new season. It would be having Ezra, live-action Ezra, yeah, Ezra in this new Thrawn. season as someone who can take care of the child. And well, if Ezra comes back, maybe Thrawn comes back. Can I throw some fuel on the fire? Please. Blue font for the logo this season. That is oh, very true. true. The, the chis that blue. That is very true. Now, I've been saying ever since the end of Rebels that they did all that just so they could literally redo the Thrawn trilogy and have him come back with the original trilogy characters between yeah. seven or six and seven. Yeah. And I would still kind of bet that that's maybe what they do, but... Could happen. Moff... I don't know. Moff Gideon... But is... Kind of set up to be like, the villain, but you're right. There's got to be something big that we're not... 
aware and, of. And maybe and maybe Thrawn doesn't make an appearance, but I just I have a sneaking, I have a feeling deep inside, and Ooh. I will admit that it's like ninety percent wishful thinking. <laughs> but I <laughs> I think it would be very cool if they surprise us with Ezra as the the mentor for the child instead of oh, instead of Ahsoka. Honestly. I'm not opposed. I'm not yeah. opposed. If none are opposed, then we can continue. All right. Let's let's vote. (laughs) Very good. We have a quorum. Um, Well, I think that's it. We've talked Finn. We figured it out. Disney. Did we? Actually, I don't know. Yeah, make him a Jedi. We did figure it out. Make him a Jedi. Make them be friends. Don't worry so much about Poe. It's just. Let him just fly an X-Wing. I will admit I'm extremely biased, but give in a lot of ways Kylo less to do and give Finn more to do. That's where you find yes. it. Like you don't have to take Rose out of the equation. You don't have to take Poe out of the equation. Take, I don't agree take with the you villain, guys on that. Take the villain out of the series. Like, like I don't, I don't care about Kylo. Um, I think in hindsight you don't care about Kylo, but I think. When The Force Awakens came out and when Last Jedi initially came out, I think you did. There was one moment I cared about Kylo, and it's it's the throne room in The Last Jedi. Mm. And then when he immediately makes the heel turn, I'm just like, okay, he's still the bad guy. I don't care about his struggle anymore. And yeah, no, he, he's made he his definitely choice. Lost, he definitely lost me in Force Awakens when he stabbed Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> I was I'm just not like, saying okay, that you, you loved him guy. and was your friend, yeah. but I think you were interested in him. Well, I I think he was a cool character that I didn't need to see go through the arc that he did. Like, I Hmm. think he's a a cool character, and I think it was a cool decision for him to kill Han Solo. And I I was definitely into his character. But when they started trying to make me care about him returning to the light, that's when I that's when Kylo loses me. It's just like he's a compelling villain. Mm. He's not for me a compelling hero. And Finn think, is a compelling hero. Right. I think the story we got about Kylo is fine and is has a lot of good stuff in it. I think the story we could have got about Finn would have been much better. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. It's true. We'll never know. Yeah. The world will never know. It's really the how many licks does it take to get to a center of a Tootsie Pop of movies. It really yep. is that. <laughs> I mean, we've all been saying it. <laughs> let's just let's just say it. Um, let's make it overt. Let's make it overt, which uh, <laughs> is the opposite of subtle, in my opinion. Um, well, guys, Finn's great. John Boyega's great. Finn could have been better, but blame Papa D. Papa Disney. Yep. Um, probably related to Papa John, the probably. second worst person in the world. Um, so, write us both, a review on both, iTunes. They both hate black people. <laughs> Papa John oh, no. and Disney. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen. Am I wrong? The track record <laughs> speaks for itself. <laughs> and, I mean, Papa John literally did speak for himself. Yeah, well, yeah he literally, um, yeah. There's no question there. Yeah. Um, we know. Write us a review on iTunes, specifically about that bit that just happened. How yeah. did you feel about that? Is that a five star? <laughs> Is that a one? It's, hope so. It's staying in. 
give it a five, but give us your honest opinion in the, uh, you know, text of the review. Couldn't think. Give us a five and don't give us your honest opinion. Butter us up. Butter us up. You know, it's been a depressing year for all of mankind. Can we get one five-star review? review. What else are you doing? (laughs) Trying to survive? Not important enough to me. (laughs) Give us a review of our podcast. Join us on Discord. You can tweet us or email us to get the link. It's fun. And guys, this has been Grandma Talking. Delicately carried it. Long form discussion. The international lowest star was talking. Taylor and Marf and I brought you lovely weekly and the questions. Who was your host? Riley. So go listen to Emotion yeah. by Carly Review. Oh, no. Jepsen, Carly wow. Ray Jepsen. She has an old in. album no. called Emotion. You have families to get to. I was ending this for a reason. I'm not going to go through every single uh, song this time because I literally thought of doing this bit about 30 seconds ago. (laughs) 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 But anyway, go check out. It's it's got that one hit everyone's heard. uh, (laughs) uh, Call me maybe. So go listen to Emotion. (laughs) It's it's a really good album. this has been Carly Reviews Jeffson. Take right. that, reviewers who don't like this bit. Right. I'll reviewers. never stop. How did you <sighs> not in the in the sound drop do Carly Ray views Jespin? Uh that's Jespin. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. Bespin. Carly best, Ray. Carly Ray views Bespin. <laughs> we landed. <laughs> Bye. And Jasmine. Bye. And Jasmine. Oh, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> Goodbye forever, Riley. That, enough is enough. <laughs> I mean, Does we can hear you. sound normal? No. No more. No more of this. Yes. Always this. No. Would that work if we recorded in person? Would you still be able to do that? Uh, yes, if I yes, Ooh. yes. I'm excited by the idea of a sound like a, a soundboard that would exist. The soundboard we could definitely get working. Um, I could probably figure it out. The trick would be us all hearing it. Ah, I could definitely do the buttons, but I think we could do it if we ever record in person again. I specifically Same. right before this all happened, I specifically bought this new recorder. That can record the three of us on separate tracks. Nice. <laughs> and I've never <laughs> been able to use it. <laughs> Man makes plans like, and COVID laughs. That was like right before. Quick pause. Hey. Chris, Christina called. I'm going to just return her call. You guys can keep talking if you want. Or we can pause. I don't know. Okay. Do you, I, don't know I don't know. Do you want to pause or not? I don't know. Should we pause or should we just... <laughs> I don't know what to do. This is embarrassing. Should we just whisper until he comes back? Let's just whisper until he comes back. Maybe we can get a third guest or like a fourth host to come in here. Can you think of anyone? Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anyone. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, God. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. Looks like we have a friend. Oh, no. Oh.
Oh, moi, moi. He loves being here. <laughs> Anything you want to say to him? No. <laughs> He's embarrassing. <laughs> is that is yeah. that all the voice lines you have? What? Is that all the voice lines you have? Uh, no. I got this one. Excuse me. <laughs> I tuned in just in time. <laughs> Misa back. <laughs> All right. Uh, we didn't uh, that is, uh, um, Misa back. 